Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. So listen for the whale song when you're watching this movie. Okay. It's like... Wow. Not only do you do Freddy Krueger, you do this impression. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. Hey peeps, this is The Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies, share our perspective as filmmakers, and lick your chest with our huge tongue and our spoilery spoilers. I'm Tara. Mm, Wow. Hello, all. I am Matt, and I am thrilled to be joining all of you tonight. Um, I have news for you in case you're, if you want breaking news. I know you do. The man of your dreams is back (gasps) in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Okay, so yes, um, Fred Krueger, as I call him, has returned, and he's ready. He's up to his old tricks, and he's back. So, and so this was uh, 1986, I believe, right? Yeah, either 85 or 86. That sounds... Uh, um, yeah. I think it's it's set in 86, I believe, because the original came out in 84, but mm-hmm. was set mm-hmm. in 81. Oh, okay. And this is five years later, because they say the house was... Okay. Nobody was living... The house took five years to sell. Yeah. Well, bad they stuff They say that, so... Bad it's stuff. five years after bad the first film. Bad stuff happened there. Yeah. So, uh, directed by Jack Shoulder, not Wes Craven. No. Um, I don't think Wes Craven had anything uh, to do with this, did he? No, just lent the glove to him. Yep, there which he lost, we said, right, or something? Well, they lost it on the third one, uh, but okay. he lent it to them for this one, too. Got it. Um, and then written by David Chaskin. So this was like a whole different thing. And okay, Wes Craven mm-hmm. actually 
refused to work on this film. Oh, really? Because he never wanted to have a, a sequel well, for Nightmare think, on Elm Street. I think a lot of these sequels end up that way. You know, John Carpenter didn't do much with um, yeah. Halloween 2. A lot of these guys are kind of like, yeah, okay, do what you want. And then they, maybe they get back into it later. But yeah. they seem to, be, to stay well, away from sequels. And I think we talked last week about the fact that he had a happy ending where, yes. like, they won. Yes. And then the producer, um, Shay, Robert Shay. Bob Shay. Yeah, wanted the like ending where there could be a sequel but he never wanted there to be one he wanted a happy ending so he didn't want to have anything to do with this film happy (laughs) ending and he also didn't like the idea of the whole like main plot where Freddy is manipulating the protagonist into committing the murders Mm, yeah um so yeah some sequels just uh don't go well they 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 can't all be Godfather 2 right or Alien right right they they can't all be sequels right They can't all be like yeah. really dope. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I found out. But at that, least it's better oh. than Exorcist too, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Perhaps the worst. We're saving you people there's some that. time. Unless you really want to and you don't care. Please don't watch Exorcist 2. It, it's probably the worst. Re, uh, uh, I mean, now we're going to have to review it just so that we made. can tell people about how bad it is. Patrick Ewing is in it, though. So if you like Georgetown basketball, you can see him. Other than that. It has no redeeming qualities. <laughs> so um, the other thing I wanted to tell people before we start, just to think about it as we're like going through it, originally New Line Cinema wouldn't give Robert Englund a raise. Hmm. So they cast an extra as Freddy in the beginning of the production. And right? after two weeks of filming, Robert Shea was like, oh, crap, this is, this yeah. is awful. We should have just... We should have just given him what he wanted, and isn't so they that, did. Isn't that interesting? And in, in sports and in things like that, when you realize later, hmm, we should have just paid this person the money. Yeah, yeah how about we that? should have just paid this person? They're actually yeah. really good at what they do. Imagine giving someone how about it? Giving someone money and and paying them the value they're worth. <gasps> what? What employer would do such a thing? Who does that? Who would do that? Yeah. <clears throat> so, are we ready to dive in? Yes, like I I've, always say, we're ready. Have I been rambling too long? Please go ahead. No, you have not been rambling too long. I just didn't have anything else to say. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I right. figured we were ready to go. If you have more to say, say nope, it, dude. I always have a bunch of nothing to say, but it'll come as we <laughs> it'll it'll happen organically like it always does. <laughs> okay. So a school bus comes down the street to the sound of this like spooky music and it lets I, out some kids. I love this scene, by the way. Yeah, and and so I love the music. It's like mm-hmm, voices, good. and it's it's just, a good way to like. It's not surreal, but it's a cool like kind of kind of scary way to start the movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's just cool music to have with this like very prosaic shot of like a school bus driving down mm-hmm. the street, and the right. music is like, <gasps> right, right. You know, something spooky is gonna happen. Yeah, you know it ain't right. Nah. Um. So it lets out some kids, and then one boy on the bus is looking annoyed at the happy teens around him, and finally it's just him and two popular girls who are making fun of him. They sure are. And by the way, um, we get a cut uh, uh, cut to the the bus's dashboard, right? And there is a body glove sticker yes! on the dashboard. Good call. Which, I'm glad you saw it. Well, it was kind of obvious, I guess, but yeah. It's so <laughs> 80s. Body glove, dude. Yeah. Heck body glove yeah. is so 80s. Love the body glove. I just saw that and I was like, oh my God, we have to mention that. There's a body glove yeah, sticker. I loved it too. Oh, glad, oh God. I'm glad we talked about this. Glad so, this um, conversation. <laughs> so the driver skips one girl's stop 
and he starts driving faster and faster and faster until he stops on like what seems to be the edge of a cliff yeah and then like all the like dirt comes like out from underneath it and you see that they're actually on like teetering on like two spikes of rock Mm -hmm. and oh by the way this bus driver when you see him at first that's actually robert england without the freddy krueger makeup on and all his like signature clothing so but then we're teetering on two spikes of rock on the bus and the driver is freddy now um the you know actual freddy yeah um, and he like comes towards the kids and he's like scraping his knives along the seats and like on the ceiling. So creepy. Yeah. Nasty noise. Yeah. And then we cut to breakfast at Jesse's house. <laughs> um, and we hear Jesse scream from upstairs, which is our first introduction to Jesse. And, um, I, I found something interesting about this, which is that Mark Patton, who plays Jesse, yes. um, he's openly gay. Mm-hmm. And he said that he sees himself as the first male scream queen. I like that um, male scream. Okay, right. Partially because of all his like constant screaming throughout the movie, and then also that? because the film's got some kind of homoerotic subtext. So um, yes, I'm glad. I'm and glad he we... also viewed the character as a closeted gay man. So male scream queen. Who else have you put on that list? Um, Bruce Campbell. Does he go on there? From is he in there? And also, I I'm... don't know because he maybe. But I'm he glad doesn't really we... scream a lot, does he? Does yeah, he scream a lot? He did a couple of the evil dead. I don't know. Maybe. Well, that, maybe that's I feel another... like he more like yells than I guess screams. Just, that's a random question, I guess. But Yeah, um, I'm not yeah. sure. No, I'm glad we addressed that right off the top because this movie, you know, whether you want to say what you want or not, there is a homoerotic tone in this movie that is a yeah. big part of the narrative of the story. So I'm yeah. not going to beat around the bush about that. That is definitely something that is happening in this movie. Yes. Well, I read that the writers may have actually meant for that. I know there's like uh, yeah. there's debate about it. There's but what I read said that, that like oh, they actually mean, kind we didn't of need meant to for do that. Like, give I me mean, a break. Come on, seriously. I mean, we'll see later on. Like Jesse goes to an S and M club. Yes, yes. He 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 busts into a guy's bedroom like, when he's asleep. Like, I mean, not you know. Come on, like really. That it's 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 fair. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Fairly I mean, the coach is a leather is a leather daddy. So. Yes. You know, like, it's one of those things where they have these things in there. And right. I don't it's funny because it's so early, you know, in the 80s. But they I don't well, think they play it as like, oh, it's so funny because they're gay or, right. oh, like we're looking down on them. It's just kind no, of like no. in it. Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of it's there. It's part of the story. And, and it, um, it shouldn't be like, you know, a, 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 a taboo thing. It just it just yeah. is what it is. Right. Yeah, and I think the fact that it's just there is actually yes. kind of progressive. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? It's at it's a time interesting. when because you had eighty. What we say, eighty-five, eighty-six. Yeah, eighty-five had, or eighty-six. You had some folks pretty scared about AIDS and gay people back mm-hmm. then. That was yeah. a thing. That was that was real. Yeah, so, and yeah. here's this film that's just like. Here it is. Yep. Yeah, here it is. There's just right. some. There's just some happens to be right. some homoerotic stuff in here. Yep. And we're not making a huge deal out no, of it. I mean, right. It's just it's not, part like of said, the story. It's not looked at as it, it's not meant to be a joke. It's not part of something. It's just it's just part of it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, it's just part of the story. Yep. So, anyways, um, now Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm a little bit like partially face blind, <laughs> especially okay. with actors. Jesse is the nerd from the bus in the beginning, right? Uh, that's his dream, I think. Yes. And so he's the nerd from the bus. In, yes. But it's he's waking up screaming from that dream. I believe so. So we see that he's in his bedroom and he's in the middle of unpacking his room. 
and his little sister um, at down at breakfast, he comes down and, and his dad's telling me better get unpacked. And his little sister gets the toy out of her Fu Man Chews nah, cereal, yeah. like Chews, C-H-E-W-S. Okay, that's a little racist, but okay, it's the I 80s, mean, I guess. If it was a cereal and it made money, then the creators don't care, so. Yeah, it's the 80s, I guess, so. Um, wait, was that a real cereal? I don't think so, no. No, I think they made it up. No, no, it's made up. Um, it's cl- and she it's, gets it's the toy out, and it's these long red fingernails, and Jesse kind of yeah. like starts when he yep. sees them. That's good, that's good. And then he's driving, he's going to drive this pretty girl, Lisa, to school, which okay, is who, weird because they just moved there, but he's already driving someone to school. So, whatever. So Lisa, um, <laughs> Pam from one of the Seinfeld episodes, mm-hmm. the one where uh, Kramer and Jerry are after the same girl. Her name is Pam. Uh-huh. And that's the one where Newman gives him the lines to like give her the pickup lines at the, at the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've seen enough Seinfeld episodes, you know who I'm talking about. That's who this woman is. She's very oh. young, and she's very young in this movie. But she's done other I did stuff. Not know that. But that's where I know her from a Seinfeld episode. Pam, okay, I did not know that. <laughs> there you go. Um, so also, um, Jesse. By the way, by the way, they considered Michael J. Fox for the role. I could totally see that. But he couldn't do it because he was already committed to Back to the Future and Teen Wolf. I do love Back to the Future a lot, and I'm so glad um, that that was. I'm glad he made the decision. I mean, Teen to be Wolf's Back to the not future. bad either. No, it is, but I like. I think I like Back to the Future more. So you know who else auditioned for the role of Jesse? Uh, We're gonna go here today, okay? Ah, Brad Pitt, who seems to come up in all of our episodes. Who I auditioned, yeah. I guess. All right. Yeah, I auditioned. John Stamos. Oh, Uncle Jesse. I don't yep. know if I could. I couldn't see that. No, and Christian Slater. Okay, eh, maybe. Christian I don't really Slater. see that either. Eh. I don't know. He's a little too like suave. Michael J. Fox, I can see. Okay. For this sort of like innocenty, yeah, no, kind I, of kid. Uncle Jesse, that's fine. Things worked out for him because he got Full House like two years later, so he's good. So yeah, <laughs> that worked out. Yeah, things worked out for all of these people. Yes. I mean, yeah, they things, all none things. of them are having problems. No, okay, no. their life didn't. They all did all right because they missed this opportunity. So <laughs> that's why we're saying their names, right? If we wouldn't yeah. be like, you right. know, who else? This random for this? guy, Joe Schmo. Right, like, this dude. Some random dude you've never heard of. Exactly. No, we're saying they also auditioned for it because they're famous. That's right. So in gym class, Jesse gets conked in the head by a baseball. And then um, he uh, he outs a jock like he he gets just, him out. They just start brawling. Is that what you call it? He outs him. He gets him out. Mm, that's fine. While they're they just, playing baseball. And, they, yeah, they just and the guy brawling. pants him. Yeah, he does. Well, the guy that's pants him first. And it's like total full on like, <laughs> yeah, like total full on Mark Patton butt. You're kind of really not expecting that. You're like, OK, all right. Yeah. We're and then that. they start fighting. Yeah. Um, and the coach makes them do push-ups and like stay yeah. after class. Yes, he does. And so this this kid who he, Jesse fights with is Ron Grady. So you'll hear us call him Ron. You'll hear him call us Grady at different times because that's what they did in the movie. Um, but in the locker room, they're like chatting while they're doing their push-ups. And then in the locker room, Grady tells Jesse the house he just moved into. He's like, oh, you moved into the house with bars on the window, right? And he says that's because the girl who lived there got locked in by her mother and she went crazy when her boyfriend died. Crazy. She went crazy. Um, so another one, by the way, Robert Russler, I think I said that right, Okay. Um, is who plays Ron Grady. He auditioned for the role on the last day of shooting for Weird Science when he was Weird in Weird Science, all right. <laughs> and he was driven to the audition by Robert Jowney Jr., Okay, it's, it's, it's interesting. 
So he's buds with Robert Downey Jr., or at least was at the time. I'm sure they did a lot of coke together. All right. I mean, maybe this was pre-coke era for yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I don't Could know. Be. Could be. Um, I don't know exactly when that started for him. So I don't know. But yeah, but they were friends apparently, and and old Robert drove him to the audition. Bob, okay. <laughs> old old Bobby. So uh, that night, Jesse can't sleep, so he goes down to the kitchen. And he sees something moving in the yard and he goes out to check, which we've already learned in the first movie. This is not a good idea. Don't go no, outside really. to check. Like, it's it's but not that's, smart. That's what we do in these movies. Come this on, is man. what we all do. Yes. So um, then he's outside and through the window into the, like, cellar, he sees someone in there getting something out of the boiler. Someone oh. in a red and green striped oh, sweater. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> Yeah, I know do you who know it who is? it is? I think you do. I know who it is. Um, Jesse tries to go down there, and then he changes his mind and, like, tries to close the door, but it won't close, and he, like, turns around to run, and Freddy's there right in front of him. Yeah. Freddy tells them they've got work to do together, and he says, you've got the body, yes. I've got the brain. <laughs> I did that very bad impression there, but I'm going to keep he, doing like, it anyways. And he, like, peels his head off. And yeah. he peels the top of his head off, yeah, to show yeah. his, like, brain. And Jesse wakes up screaming. Then the screen, serious screaming, yes. And and then we're in science class, and the teacher's talking about the human waste system. Oh, yeah. And, the, and everybody's chuckling. And then he, like, pulls out a heart. He yeah. starts talking about the heart, Huge. and he pulls out a heart and, like, slaps it on his desk. And Jesse, like, starts to fall asleep. And then a snake is slithering over Jesse's shoulder and around his neck, and he wakes up screaming, and the snake is really there. Yeah. And the teacher takes it away from him and scolds him for playing with it during class. <laughs> so someone was playing a prank on him. Probably Ron Grady. Probably. I'm just guessing. Um, now, uh, later on that day, I guess after school, Lisa is swimming, and her mom tells her, there's a Jesse on the phone. And um, so she gets a call from him. And then Jesse's about to go out, presumably to go see Lisa. And his dad makes him go back upstairs and clean his room instead. His dad is such a, like, a... His dad's a hard ass. He's like a goon, yeah. Yeah, his dad's a real hard ass. Um, So he, like, dumps all his boxes into the drawers as he's, like, dancing around to his boom box. A boom box, for you young'uns, is a thing we used to use to play tapes, which are things that had music on them. People still use them. I think (laughs) I, I don't think those ever disappeared. They're around still. They're still around with tapes I, and everything? I think so. I think people still use them. I okay, swear. so he's dancing to his boombox, since apparently everybody already knows what that is, and I'm just one of those olds making jokes, mm, thinking okay. I'm funny. It's all right. Um, and he's, like, dancing around, and he's making a really a lewd gesture yes, with he something is. he's holding. I don't know what it is exactly, but those- and his... Yeah, those pop tops that you put the cup in the the um I forget what it's yeah anyway yeah it's like a it's like a stick with a ball yeah yep. on a on a string or something use yeah and use your imagination of course to yeah and so he's making this lewd gesture with it and his mom shows up with Lisa yep. and now is where I point out that Jesse's dance scene was an homage to Risky Business there you go and according to Mark Patton it was apparently very popular in gay clubs at the time so okay. We have that connection to our LGBTQ community as well Mm -hmm. in this movie. Um, Now, Lisa comes in. She helps him clean his room. She only teases him a little bit. (laughs) 
Right. Um, and then she finds a diary in his closet. Oh, that's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. It belonged to none other than Nancy Thompson. Nancy. Um, so uh, Lisa starts reading it. And they get to some passages about Freddie. And they're sort of like, at first they're like, it's funny. And they're like teasing her about talking about her boyfriend. um, And, you know, and what she thinks about him at night. And then they start coming to passages about Freddie. And it stops being so funny. Yeah, not really. And Jesse tells her about what Grady told him. And um, that night, Jesse's like tossing and turning. And he wakes up. And it's so hot that things in his room are melting. Oh, he keeps saying, like, the air conditioning doesn't work in his room or something. Yeah, they keep saying the air conditioning doesn't work. The mom, I think, says it at some point, too, and the dad's like, oh, it's fine. (laughs) Um, So things in his room are all just, like, melting, and he goes downstairs into the basement, (laughs) and he opens the boiler door, and he finds a package inside, and it's Freddy's glove. Mm. So, as we mentioned last week and just earlier, this is the original glove from the first movie, so... Because it was lent to the production. So he finds Freddy's glove. And then the boiler turns on. And Freddy is there laughing. And he says, go ahead, Jesse. Try it on for size. Kill for me. I know. I'm doing really bad, right? Should you do it? Are you better at it than me? You can can do it. It's fine. (laughs) I'm just going to keep doing it until somebody is like, Calls into please the show her, and is like, tell her to stop. oh, dear yeah. God, make her stop. Please tell her to stop. <laughs> please make her stop. This is, of course, by the time you call in, we'll have recorded these episodes yes, probably. So. so it'll be too late. I'm sorry. I apologize okay. in but advance. But you can still, but please make fun of her. We encourage you to do that. Um, uh, sure. Always make fun of yes. me. Make fun of him. What am I talking about? Make fun of Matt. Please. So, I, encur- um, I encourage it. <laughs> everybody. Make fun of everybody. Um. So this is actually, um, you know, we see Freddie, and Freddie's got the the striped sweater. This mm-hmm. is actually the first Nightmare on Elm Street where his sweater has stripes on the sleeves too. Um, okay. I and I didn't even that. notice this, but yeah, in the first really... one, the stripes were only on the torso, huh. and in all the other ones, they're on the sleeves as well. That's okay. I don't think I ever have noticed that the difference, but okay, all right. So, um, so anyway, so Freddie does the whole. Go ahead, Jesse. Try it on for size. Kill for me. And Jesse drops the glove. And when he wakes up, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, now we find out the next day at school that Lisa is having a party this weekend. And her oh, friend, I think her friend's name is Carrie. Is that right? Uh, but I don't think they don't ever think actually say it in the movie. No, so I'm just going to so. keep calling her her friend. Okay, that works. Lisa's friend. <laughs> Lisa's friend. Teases her about it. Yes. Um... She teases her about her dad playing records for it, actually. Yes. And um, and Jesse and Grady are, like, becoming bros now. And they get in trouble again. They're doing more push-ups. That's like, right. they're buddies. Um, and that evening, Jesse's whole family is complaining about the heat. And the dad goes to the thermostat and is like, it's 97 degrees. <laughs> Could you imagine? And, oh, my God. I, yes, yes, because we had that happen this summer where 97, where <laughs> we came home from being out of town and something had happened to the AC and it was, it was like 90 some degrees oh, in Lord. the house for like a day until we figured out oh, what was wrong with it and fixed it. I'd die. Oh my God. Luckily it was only a day, but it was really, really hot. <laughs> 
Um, oh, yeah, I, I don't think it was that. 97 degrees. I think Ooh. our dogs would have been miserable, but it was probably about oh, like yeah. 89 or something. It was like Jesus. upper 80s. It was really hot. Mm. Also, I could be exaggerating. I, mean, I just know it was really hot. Really hot. Yes, we'll go. With, <laughs> we'll go with really hot. Not this hot though, because it's so hot that the birds they've got. How these, hot is it? These little. <laughs> how hot? How hot is it? These birds they've got in their cage. They're little like lovebirds or something, right? They're just sweet little like parakeets or lovebirds or something like that. They get out of their page out of their cage, excuse me, they go absolutely crazy. They're like flying around at everybody in the room Mm -hmm. until finally they burst into flames. Yes. Which is insane. And this is not while anybody's asleep either. No, just happened. Yeah, I know. Um, That doesn't happen every day. What what could possibly have made this better than two birds flying around crazily, like landing on everybody's heads and then bursting in flames? Tell me. (laughs) If these birds were visibly demonic. How would and you find Special effects man Rick Lazzarini actually created a demonic parakeet puppet for this scene. Demonic parakeet. But it wasn't used because the filmmakers decided they wanted a regular looking bird. I mean, I would have gone demonic, but that's just me. I feel like that is a missed opportunity. Oh, to, to have a demonic Like how many movies have demonic parakeets in them? Right? I mean, right? if you're going to do the cheesy, like, birds Come flying around on. all over the place, go for the demonic birds. Do, do it. it right. just, just go all out. Like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't yes. hold back. Do it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so later on, mom and dad are trying to figure out, like, what happened to the birds. Is it a leaky gas pipe or what? And then dad accuses Jesse of doing it. And Jesse mm-hmm. storms out. Now, yet again, mm-hmm. Jesse wakes up in the middle of the night yes. and goes to the kitchen. And it's raining. Um, and he leaves the house and he walks to, I, I guess, I saw it referred to as an S&M club. I yeah. had originally just called it a bar, but I guess it's an S&M club called Don's Place. Don's Place. He orders a beer and he pours it, but the coach is there dressed all in leather. Like I said, the coach looks like, he looks like a leather daddy. Yeah. Um, and he catches him being there. So he takes him to the gym, to the school, makes him run circles in the gym while he watches. And then Jesse's taking a shower in the locker room. And the I coach is how, in his office. I love how the coach does this to him. I'm sorry. If I was in high school and you caught me at a bar, fine, and told me to go, I'm not going anywhere with you. Yeah. We're not at school, I, and you're not my fucking parent. No, I'm not going any, anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's I'm very with, anywhere with you. It's yeah. very unbelievable <laughs> and sorry, very sort of innocent. It's, it's a movie. It's innocent it's a movie. kid fallacy. Uh, I know. Fine. Whatever. If that's even a thing, but anyway, yeah, definitely. I just had to mention that. Um. So Jesse's taking a shower in the locker room. The coach is in his office, and he hears something. He looks around for the source of the noise, and the strings on one of the tennis rackets all go. Mm-hmm. and then the basketballs fall off their shelves and like all the gym equipment starts attacking him yeah and finally two jump ropes get around his wrists yep wrists and drag him down the hall into the showers and he gets tied to the faucets and stripped and then a towel floats up and like snaps his ass <laughs> and yeah, it just and then through the st- <laughs> and then through the steam, Freddie appears and yeah, kills him. Sure does. 
And then, and Jesse's like watching this and like, oh shit. And then Jesse suddenly sees that the Freddy glove is on his own hand and he mm-hmm. screams. Yeah. What does Jesse do when he sees things? Screams. He screams. And he has quite <laughs> You're a scream. Absolutely right, Matt. Jesse quite, screams. Quite a scream, I might add. He, yes, he has a he has a scream for days. A scream for days. A scream for days. I love it. Um, and apparently, so um, whenever Freddie shows up, they apparently added whale song to the music. I don't know why I decided to say this here, but here you go. They apparently added whale song to the music whenever he's on screen to make it more like eerie and dreamlike. And uh, this is also the only film in the series not to use Charles Bernstein's original theme or some variation of it. Oh, okay. So listen for the whale song when you're watching this movie. Okay. It's like... Wow. Not only do you do Freddy Krueger, you do this impression. <laughs> I was gonna try and keep going until I made I was, you completely crack up, but no, then I, I laughed. <laughs> I was I was wondering how long you were gonna go with this, and I wasn't gonna stop you either. I was, I was gonna go try on. and go on like an uncomfortably long yeah, time, and then I couldn't stay serious. It was awesome. It was awesome. Okay, I I actually ruined it by talking because <laughs> you could still be doing it right now. I could still be and doing it right now. And people who would be listening be like, "What is wrong? Why is I'm she like doing crying, this?" I'm laughing. Oh God, that's awesome. Um, okay, so after the after he sees the the glove on his hand and screams, Jesse like shows up at home at the front door with his with the cops. They found him wandering around naked. <laughs> Does this belong to you or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His dad asks him what he's taking. Yes. Who gave it to him? Yeah, and where'd he you get it from? He's yeah. not on drugs. I'm not on drugs. What are you taking? Just answer him two questions, right. and then you go where'd to bed. You, where'd you get it? What are you taking, and where'd you get it? I'm not on. He's drugs. like, I'm not on drugs. I'm not on drugs, Dad. Mm-hmm. Trying to explain um, that to parents is hard, though sometimes. But anyway. and the next morning, Jesse's driving away um, to school, and his parents are talking about if he needs a psychiatrist. His mom thinks he does, but his dad thinks he just needs a good god darn kick in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a better? Was that a better one? Did yeah, I do a better was, job was, at him? I'm, I'm, no, I'm just thinking of him saying it. And just, it's just funny. A good That's god darn kick in the butt. That's good. Um, so Jesse gets to school with Lisa. I've got no and, impressions for you today, unfortunately. I'm sorry. And then no, it's all it's all me <laughs> yeah, today. You're leaving you today. the burden on me, and I am failing miserably. I'll see if I can get some later. <clears throat> um, so Jesse and G- Lisa get to school, and Grady tells him the coach got wasted, as he says it last night. Yeah, he got wasted, yeah. Um, that was 80s slang for killed, guys, just so you know. Got to bring that back. Not, not he got drunk, he got wasted, he got killed. Yes. Um, so that night, Jesse's in bed and he hears rattling. And he opens his desk door, drawer to find Freddie's glove. Mm. He goes into his sister's room with it on and she's, or no, he goes into his sister's room and she's skipping rope singing the Freddie song. And he closes the door. And the next morning... Where are you going? Where are you going? I'm still talking here. Not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, you're getting the glove. Oh, guys, he's getting the glove. I mean, it was just sitting yes. there on the shelf. So. Wait, will it make a screechy sound? No, they're plastic. Oh, boo. Well, that's probably well, can... smart. Oh, you can make the snicker sound. Kind of hear that. Anyway. Okay, Continue, very please. nice. I wanted you to make some audible sound for our for our listeners since they can't see the amazing glove. <laughs> 
He's flipping me off, guys. All right, sorry, very rude. Very, very rude. Of your time. Continue, please. I'll just keep... Uh, yes. I mean, come on. You're being childish now. <laughs> please, um, continue. So, so um, the next morning, he asked his dad why it took them five years to sell the house and asked him if he knew about the murder across the street and the mom who lived, um, who lived there before dying in the living room that's right and uh the toaster all of a sudden goes crazy and dad realizes it wasn't even plugged in so by the way dad did know all this he just didn't care he's like come on honey why do you think we got such a great price yeah come on now um and then later on lisa and jesse are driving somewhere somewhere and we don't know yet we don't know where they're driving yet and she's telling him she thinks he just dreamed the murders um the murder that he's psychic mm. and they get where Lisa is directing Jesse to drive. And it's an old power plant where Fred Krueger worked That's right. and she shows Jesse some articles she found about Freddie and they go to check the place out. And Lisa tells him that Fred Krueger brought 20 kids here and killed them. How about that? It's kind of scary. She, yeah. It's, I mean, that's, if you think about it for uh, like, this is a funny a funny horror movie, and I don't really want to think about it for real, but if you do think about it for real for a second, that's really freaking scary. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think there are a couple serial killers who've gotten that many kids, and that's really horrifying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so she, she asks Jesse in there if he feels anything, but he doesn't until he sees a beat-up old locker. Mm-hmm. And they go over to it. And he opens it, and there's a rat inside. Yeah, all right. and that's all it is. <laughs> Gross. That would freak. That'd be it's, enough for me. I'd be out of there. It's nothing psychic. There's just a rat inside. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Matt would be Matt would be a scream queen. Oh, for that, I'd be gone. Matt would be a, a killer scream queen for that. Out of there. Um, so then. Um, we're it's at night again. We're in Jesse's basement. The boiler lights up. And we see a POV of someone walking through the house upstairs to his sister's room. And then we hear Freddie say, wake up, little girl. <laughs> and then Jesse is there and he tells her to go back to sleep. But he realizes he's wearing Freddie's glove. And he goes and takes some of those no sleeping pills. <laughs> yeah, what was the name of them? No, it had some, some stupid. They no real, sleep, so, anti-sleep, yeah, something some like that. Dumb generic name for them, yeah. Um. Stay awake. No, they were stay awake. Stay awake. Okay. They were stay awake pills. So he That's takes funny. the stay awake pills. Um, and then the next day, Jesse drives Lisa to school and he tells her he had another nightmare. Um, and then at lunch, Ron Grady's trying to get Jesse to go to a movie or do something to take his mind off. And Jesse's like being rude to him and everyone. Ron is like, fine, I'll shut up then. And he leaves. Um. And then we are at Lisa's pool party. Pool party. Pool party. Um, And her mom gets her dad to go up to bed and leave the kids alone. (laughs) Because he's been like tending the grill and watching over all the kids. I mean, that's not a smart move, but whatever. And and, uh, Jesse's all morose and Lisa follows him to the pool house to talk to him. Morose. Morose. He's morose. That's, That's good. Um, and he tells her he's just going to leave because he's he's not into it. And he feels like he's losing his mind. And he tells her, I'm afraid to go to sleep. I'm afraid to stay awake. I'm ruining your party. They're going to take me away. Right. 
She says, well, then we'll stay up all night together if we have to. And she says she won't let anything happen to him. And they smooch. They sure do. Woo, woo. And um, smooch. cut to the kids are all like standing outside waiting for the parents to turn their bedroom light out. That seems and as hilarious. soon as that light goes out, yeah! they change the music and start jumping in the pool and screaming. Like that's uh, not going to wake the parents up immediately. Actually, well, it does because the dad is does. like, wait, it what? What's that? And the mom's like, just leave it. Right. He's an idiot. And she's like their kids. They're just like having a party. Like, yeah. She's yeah. like, just leave it. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Um, and then Jesse and Lisa are making out. And Jesse sort of sees this huge purple tongue come out of his mouth and lick her chest. Uh huh. And he freaks out. Um. Oh, by the way, Jack Shoulder, the director, could not direct this scene without cracking up, so he gave it to an assistant direct instead. Okay, interesting fact. Yeah, so so he freaks out. Jesse freaks out. He gets up and leaves, and then he goes to Ron Grady's house and asks if he can stay there for the night. And he tells Ron that he killed the coach, but that it wasn't him, and that it almost happened with his sister and with Lisa, and he asks Ron to watch him, and if anything starts happening to him, to stop him. And Grady, don't fall asleep. That's like and the key line of the movie. Don't from the first movie, fall yeah. asleep. What happens when you tell someone not to fall asleep? They usually do. They fall asleep. Yeah, big dummies. Um, so Lisa's back at the party, and she tells her friend she feels like she should go see Jesse, but she can't leave her party. And her friend says, "Well, fuck the party. Go see him." <laughs> And yes, that is the line. That is not my fuck. That is, that is the, the movie's fuck. Yes. Those other two were mine. But that first one. And this one, yes. Was from the movie. Yes. Now, after Jesse falls asleep, Grady falls asleep. And uh, then Jesse sits up and says, oh, it's starting to happen again. And Grady gets up and knives come out of Jesse's fingers. They like sprout under his nails. It's like, it's like Wolverine or something. Right? Yeah, and his arm rips open and he screams and you can see an eye looking out of his throat. And for this shot, okay, they made a dummy of Mark Patton's head. Okay, makes sense. With a hole in the back of the mouth for mm-hmm. Freddy's eye to look through. Sure, that makes sense. And then they put this on a flat surface and had their someone put their head in the opening, right? Okay. But the only person whose head could fit was the girlfriend of Kevin, I think it's Jaeger, the special effects designer. Okay. So she's the one whose eye it is. Oh, okay. That's cool. Because everybody else's head was too big to fit through the yeah, hole. That's cool. Um, so they do the his the fingers sprout, his arms rip open, um, his arm rips open, he screams, there's an eye looking out of his throat, and then he slashes his own chest with the knives, right. and Freddy comes out of his chest, which yep. is so good. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great effect. He's like crawling out of him. And Ron screams for his dad. And like he and his his dad and mom show up and he and his dad are trying to get the door open. Can I point out, by the way, I had to look this up. Mm -hmm. That's That's Ferris Bueller's dad. That is? Yes, I had to look it up. It oh is. Oh, my God. I thought he looked familiar. Of course. You see him just for a minute. He's only in there for like a second. And right. I was like, I think that's Ferris Bueller's dad. Looked it up. It is. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, so he and his dad, are, Ron and his dad are trying to get the door open. And Freddy puts his hat on <laughs> and slices Ron. Sure does. And then he waves to Jesse in, from the mirror. 
who yeah. now stands there wearing the glove. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear police sirens blaring, and Jesse goes out the window. So now Lisa has changed her clothes for whatever reason she felt she needed to change her clothes. Well, you know, you got party and, clothes and you got chasing after some crazy guy. Right. Guy. She's like, she's you like, know? I've got to go see Jesse right, right away. I'll just change into another cute outfit first. I mean, you got to have an outfit. It's what it's all um, about. So she's about to go out her front door and Jesse shows up and he tells her he kills Grady and the coach. And he says, Fred Krueger's inside him. And Lisa doesn't believe it. And Jesse says, you got to fight him, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse says, he owns me. Yeah. Which wow. is so melodramatic. Yeah, and looked in a bit of um, ways, yes, I would say. So, so outside at the pool party, which is still going on. Still going. Um, Lisa's friend, we think her name is Carrie, but Lisa's, Lisa's friend, friend right. asks if someone can turn down the heat in the pool. And then the hot dogs all light on fire. Yes. And they're not on the grill. They're just sitting no, out, like, waiting. Yeah. And all the beer cans pop open and, and I love the And I love the beer. The name on the can is beer. Yeah, it's Great. just beer. Just beer. Um, and then Lisa is reading reads to Jesse from the end of Nancy's diary about them giving him the power he needed. And that's like, what she's doing the whole, like, you gotta fight him. you got to fight him. You can't believe in him. Don't give him anything, right? And then the gate to the pool locks. Mm-hmm. And so do all the doors and windows in the house. You kind of feel like it's the scene from Carrie happening all over again, right? And yeah, and Lisa's saying, fight him. And right. Jesse's saying, I can't. And then suddenly Freddie is there and Lisa bashes him with a lamp and runs away. But he catches her and he bites her leg. Yeah, he does. Oof. <laughs> I know, right? Vicious. So she's she's trying to get out, right? She like runs to the French doors and she's trying to get out. And all her friends are trying to get in. Yeah. And then she grabs a knife and Jesse, like, inside Freddy is like, kill me, Lisa. Please mm-hmm. kill me. Through Freddy's mouth. And then she stabs Freddy, but, like, absolutely nothing happens. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just like, he just stands there. Yeah. And Jesse says, I love you, Lisa. <laughs> and then Freddy grabs her face, and Freddy says it too. I love you, Lisa. <laughs> and then he pushes her away, and he jumps through the door to the outside and disappears. And everything else stops. And then Freddie jumps out of the pool and starts wreaking havoc outside. Not a fun pool party anymore. Which, by the way... At this point. <laughs> okay, but this whole scene... Yeah. Everybody's awake. Yes. Well, he's he crossed into the real world, right? So, okay, so he's he's actually... We're, we're saying that... He needed Jesse to yes. cross out of That's dreams right. into the real world. That's right. That's right. Okay. Does this happen in any? Well, we'll find out if it happens. In any uh, of the other don't movies. ruin anything. We have two more. We to don't go. want to ruin it. I've never Please. seen them. I have two more to go. We do at ruin least two things. more to go. We're not going to ruin things ahead of time. <laughs> How about All that? Right. We won't do. We're that. not going to ruin them for me. We're just going to ruin them for you. Yeah, for you. Um. So Freddie jumps out of the pool. He starts wreaking havoc. The fence is like electrified. So kids can't get out, and the pool lights on fire, and then everything else lights on fire, and Freddie's killing That's whoever what I he said. can it, get. It's, it's, it's like uh, like they're trying to be like Carrie at the end, mm-hmm. right? That's that's kind of what I thought of. I mean, it's not done very well, obviously, but... Yeah, totally. And then one guy steps out, and he's like trying to talk him down. What is it, it you want, man? We can get you what you need, right? Yeah, that was a good impression. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't work. No. <laughs> 
it just really doesn't work. But I don't know if he kills that guy. He just kind of tosses him aside. We don't know if he dies. True, but it doesn't it doesn't calm him down. No. no. For sure, it does not calm him down. And then Freddy says, you are all my children now. You're right. I love that line. And Lisa and her parents come outside, and her dad's got a shotgun. <laughs> And, and Freddie looks not at her. A very, he's not a very good shot, is he? No. And Freddie <laughs> looks at her, and then he leaves. He just kind of goes through the bushes, like he disappears. Yeah. Yes. Cut to Lisa's driving Jesse's car to the power plant, and then when she gets there, there are dogs with little kitty faces who growl yeah. at her. I'm trying to figure that one out too. I, I don't have an answer for you on that one. I'm sorry. But they do let her pass. They do. So it seems like that was just an excuse Cer- for some special effects. Cerberus or something? What's the dog? That, no, uh, but it's not Cerberus because um, Cerberus because Cerberus has three heads. One dog with three heads. Oh, okay. Never mind. These are two separate dogs, each with one kitty face. This is what I say to that. It makes no sense. I, Anyways. I don't know. They're weird. And they Very. let her go by. So she walks into the power plant and she's walking through it and Freddy's like stalking her. And then she feels something on her leg that was bit. And she had already like tied a wrap around it. Mm-hmm. And she sees a bunch of bugs crawling on her wound. But oh, then yeah, she looks gross. down yeah. and suddenly realizes that they aren't there. Right, right. Um, and then a really scary rat runs towards her. Yes, of which would have Matt screaming again. Yeah, yeah. And an even scarier cat eats the rat. Yes, I love that. The cat eat that was weird. I thought that was church from Pet Cemetery. Oh my god. Well, so we've got we've got weird <laughs> dogs, cats, and rats now. We're in this bizarre world of yes. Yeah. Um and then sh- then Lisa just runs away. Mm-hmm. And then Freddie is like right next to her, and then she runs away from him. And then he comes after her and she calls out, I love you, Jesse. <laughs> And Freddie starts to bleed. And then she runs away and Freddie calls her to come back to him. Um, And he says, she says, uh, Lisa says, I'm not afraid of you. He's in there and I want him back. And she tells Freddie she doesn't believe in him. Struggle of good against evil. Yes. And Mm Freddie says, he'll die with me. He'll die with both of us. Mm. And then she kisses Freddie. That's right. And he pushes her away and he falls back. And the whole place goes up in frames as flooding melts and lights on fire mm-hmm. and dies. Dies. And the fires burn out. And then Freddie's arm raises. And it's Jesse. Mm-hmm. And Lisa goes to him and she holds him. Hold him. And then a school bus comes down the street. Cut to, by the way, yeah. new yeah. scene. Yeah. School bus comes down the street and Jesse leaves his house to get on it. Oh. That scene, and he's all happy. <laughs> he looks. It's, <laughs> I'm trying to explain. Like he's all his arms are all burned up or whatever, but he like turns and looks at his mom, and he gets like this moment of like, yes, I'm so excited, and just jumps in yeah. the air and then runs on the bus. <laughs> yeah, he's all happy. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. And he goes to get on the bus, and he goes to sit with Lisa on the bus, and then the bus starts going faster. And only Jesse notices, but then everything we're seems normal again. We're going too fast, yeah. Yeah, he's like, we're going too fast. And they're like, what are you talking about? And everything seems normal again. And then Lisa's friend says, Jesse, it's okay. It's all over. And then Freddie's hand bursts through her chest. Yeah. And the bus speeds off through the brush. Love it. The end. And that's end. it. And that is the end of 
the sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. That is. Um, that is indeed. I think it's interesting that you mentioned the point about uh, the um, Wes Craven not being involved. You know, some of these guys, mm-hmm. they make these movies, they don't want anything to do with them for like a sequel, right? And then maybe they come on later. Right. Because um, he came back for three, right? <sighs> yes. Um, I don't think he directed it. I think he produced it. But they, yeah. and Carpenter's had some hands and some other things. And sometimes these sequels just don't go right. Like Halloween 3, I know that's part 3, but Season of the Witch yeah. has no Michael Myers in it, and people were like, what is going on here? Um, this is kind of weird. The idea of like a different killer mm-hmm. was explored in mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Part 6, is it? Mm-hmm. The New Blood, or not the New Well, where it's not Jason, it's a copycat killer. Right. And that, that did not go over well. So, mm, I say swing and a miss on this. Yeah, so apparently part of the problem on this movie was that um, studio head Robert Shea, Bob Shea. Bob Shea. um, Micromanaged it. Mm, Like all, everything on it. And he would like kind of overstep and give them, give like crew members and stuff direction, which which the director Jack Shoulder should have been doing. Yeah, exactly. And so it was kind of uneasy there. That's a disaster in whatever line of work you're in. That that that, yeah. that, that, lead, that leads to chaos no matter what you're doing. So that's terrible. I didn't I didn't know that, but that's not good. Yeah, uh, I just it, you know I, I like the character of Freddy Krueger. I like going deeper with him, but for me, um, this one doesn't have a whole lot. In so it for me. the thing I like about this one, though, even though it's like you said, it's it's not really the in the in the mold, right? It mm-hmm. it's not really in the mold of it of the series. I like that the guy is the one who's acting crazy and who nobody believes. Yes. That's a, like, it's that always is, a woman yes. who's like, so oh, that, something's happening and right. nobody Save believes me. me. And I like that it's a guy. That's a good point. And I think that goes into this whole thing of we, I think it plays into the homoerotic part of it too. It's a different thing. He's playing that role. Um, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's different. And this woman this girl, whatever you want to call it, this or age, or, or, or supposed to be high school kids, I guess. You know, young she's lady, clearly, right? She's clearly into this guy, and you know, he's trying to make out with her, and he abruptly stops and runs off to a dude's house, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. there's just moments like right. that that are in there. We talked about that. That's fine. I don't have any issue with that. Um, it works in there. It doesn't make anything different or weird about it. Yeah. But yeah, him being that, yeah, scream king or whatever, whatever you want to call her or something, male scream queen. Yeah, totally. Um, that's yeah, that is interesting because there aren't a lot of dudes that end up playing yeah, that role. Yeah, and I and I kind of maybe I'm a sap, but I kind of like that it's like the love I was, that I like it. Yeah, that gets Freddy to go away. Okay, although of course it's not the end because when they get on well, the school bus, it's we have bad ten again. more sequels after that. So yeah, right. But, so yeah, there's it's not there's over. There's there's definitely cool parts I liked. Um, you know, but overall, I mean. I watch it again previous to this because I hadn't seen it in a long time, but it's definitely not on a list of movies that I've seen many, many times. I've probably seen it twice, to be honest. That's probably it. Yeah, I I mean, I would say I wasn't as meh as you were. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Okay. I actually kind of did. Um, it's not awful. Yeah, I mean... The thing, the thing that surprised me, though, is that I always hear about Freddie and all of his quips and how he's like the funny, 
like bad guy mm-hmm. in these it, slasher films, right? His one his one liners. And yeah, I hear you hear about his one liners, but I didn't think there were very many one liners in this movie either. So maybe they be, come up in the next patient. movie. Maybe they're coming. Be patient. Be patient. Yeah. But I was surprised because I always expected You'll get your one liners. The one liners. I want You'll, the one liners, guys. You're going to get them. Who's with me? I want the one-liners. One you, you'll get them soon. Don't worry. What are we? Horror fans. What do we want? One-liners. When do we want them? <laughs> now. now. You will be rewarded. Don't worry. Okay. I promise okay. you. In fact, the next one has a great one in it. You're going to love it. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm telling you right I now, hope so. so. I, oh, and will. if it's not great, I'm blaming you. Fine. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, telling, <laughs> I'm telling you you're going to like it. You will um, like it. So yeah, I don't know. I I did kind of enjoy this one. I, Good, I'm glad you did. I thought it was fun. I it was it was kind of dumb, and it is weird mm-hmm. that they changed it. That all of a sudden he can like kill people through someone. Yeah, but you know, like I said, yeah, and needs was, to kill people through someone. That's weird that, too. That like that, he can't kill people unless he's killing through someone. That was kind of weird. And that's what reminds me of that Friday the Thirteenth um, installment. Yeah, that was that was the same kind of thing. So. Yeah, okay, interesting enough. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Um, so anything else other than next up, Ooh. more Halloween fun yes. next week with Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, which Ooh, I hear is one of the best okay. ones. It, yes, you've heard right. It's very good. I yeah. hear it's really good, <laughs> yeah. and I'm excited. Yeah. You're going to like this one. This one is a good one. I can't wait to watch it. I'm yeah, very I'm excited a, I, about it. I am, I am a fan of it. Um, I, I enjoy it very much. Yeah, I'm super excited. Okay, I'm ready for this. Um, So I think that's it from us today, guys. Just please remember to subscribe, follow the podcast, rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening so more people can find us. And um, send us your movie suggestions, thoughts on the movies we've watched so far, making fun of us, whatever, (laughs) to thescarymovieproject (laughs) at gmail.com. And uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Scary Movie Project. See ya! Remember, a penny saved is a penny earned. It is. The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.